on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. It is 2023 when you're listening to this, and it's 2022 where we're at right now. Crazy shit going on. Uh, Joe and I are going to be talking about the top 10 matches, beer-wise, of 2022. Not necessarily top 10 greatest matches of 2022. Uh, A little bit of news in WWE. A little bit of news outside of WWE, formerly WWE stuff. Uh, and we watched a retro pay-per-view in these past two weeks. Obviously, it took last week off for Christmas. And this time for the retro pay-per-view, we watched WrestleMania 2000, a.k.a. WrestleMania 16. Decent show. I I enjoyed some of it. Uh, probably like a, a good portion of it. And then we'll be talking about the big stuff that happened in the past two weeks on the weekly shows, other than Raw from this week, because nothing happened on Raw this week. Literally nothing. It's going to be a good one. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT WrestlePod. Joe, you ready to go? Yep. Oh, let's go. Welcome into episode 86 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan. I'm joined by Joe. And it's the final time in 2022 that we're recording. And it's the first episode of 2023. We we did it. Happy we made New it, Year. We made it through another year. Happy New Year, Joe. Any Any resolutions for you this year? Probably just get less fat in general. Just yeah. don't be as much of a piece of shit as I normally am. <laughs> See, I had a strategy this year because for the past, I don't know how many years, my New Year's resolution has been to just generically lose weight. So my father-in-law made this challenge to me that by the time I move back home for good in March, where we started on Christmas night, whoever can lose the most weight is going to win a hundred dollars. Not not like a not a super lucrative bet, but some incentive to lose some weight. And we started that before the new year, so it's not technically a New Year's resolution. Which I think I like. I've already hit the ground running with that, and I think just because I didn't make it my New Year's resolution, like I failed every other year because it's got this New Year's resolution tag to it. So then instead this year. I'm making my New Year's resolution to quit nicotine. And that's a good one. I will see how I manage to fail miserably at that. Yeah. Once you start your new job, you're going to be like, damn, I need it. I need it. I'll be like, it'll be, it'll be SpongeBob. I'll be sitting there for like, I don't know, a minute telling myself I don't need it. And then a minute later, 
I'm just going to scream that I need it. And everyone in the office will be like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? (laughs) But outside of that, let's get into some news before we do a little bit of a little top 10 contest here. Not necessarily a contest, but let's just see how much Joe knows. Um, News since we've been gone. I would say the biggest one is the signing by WWE of Dragon Lee. Sounds like he's going to NXT. I think Triple H confirmed that. Dragon Lee confirmed it as well. Yeah. And you, I think before we started recording, said big money contract. I'm really excited for this because I love watching Dragon Lee wrestle. He's so much fun to watch. He, I think, is as good of like a luchador style as Ray Phoenix is. And he's like my favorite right now luchador wrestler. Yeah, and I think that's what it came down to is like Dragon Lee hasn't really been used on the AEW roster because he has had a couple of AEW matches. Or I don't Ring think he's match. I don't think he's signed with them. I think he's mainly Triple A New Japan. Yeah, and he al- he also did that Ring of Honor match against his brother at one of the Ring of Honor pay per views. I think it was the one in the summer. Death before dishonor, probably. Um, sounds like somewhere somewhere that would happen. And he he had the opportunity to sign with AEW. But he was always going to be behind people like, uh, well, I guess Roosh, uh, and then yeah. the the Lucha Bros. AEW rosters, or AEW's roster just has so many luchadors, and they're way too packed with everything else as well. So I think it was a good choice by him. Yeah, I think where AEW is at right now, I think they've managed to figure it out roster wise, especially with the ring of honor stuff coming up. Like I feel like everyone now is getting enough screen time, all the new signings, except for like a Miro and an Andrade. Yeah. I don't think Andrade has very much time left with the company. I I think those are really the only two now where I'm like, okay, these guys are just nowhere to be found all the time consistently for months. Apparently, the Miro thing was because he had an opportunity to do something, I think, around the all-out or full-gear time frame, and he turned it down, and that's why we haven't seen him. I don't think he's injured or anything, so I don't know. Just like I, I think it was him not being interested in whatever Tony Khan presented him. Yeah, I, I did see that um, Lana said something in, in an interview or maybe her OnlyFans, I don't know. Uh, where she's like, you a subscriber? A, no. Um, where where she basically said, yeah, of course he's gonna go back to WWE. Everybody does eventually. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I I think there are so many people that are in AEW that I think once 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 they're like older, significantly, like I I think everyone that's ever been a part of WWE will eventually make it back. Like I don't know they, about they, Mox. They can they can be AEW lifers, but they can go back to WWE for like a couple months, finish it out. I don't think know? Mox will ever go back. Really? Unless AEW were to collapse. Yeah, I I, I think right now, like if AEW were, were to collapse today, I don't think he'd go back today. I'm just saying like years down the road because he still has a lot of time. That's true. Jericho um, does not. Jericho does not at all. I could see uh, him. I could see him going back for a Hall of Fame 
maybe a, a WrestleMania retirement match and then a Hall of Fame induction. Yeah, that's that's what I'm kind of thinking. Is like people come back from like Survivor or SummerSlam or Survivor Series to Mania, ride off into the sunset and retire, mm-hmm. or maybe do like an extra year on top of that. Dep- depends on how they're feeling, but I don't know. We'll see coming up here in the future what's going on with some of those people that we don't see that often on AEW, like a an Andrade or a Miro. Um, and then the other thing, I think this was like a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago, where uh, there was a video that surfaced of Velveteen Dream getting arrested and getting dropped off at the police station where I guess the officer didn't read him his Miranda rights and he just made an absolute ass out of himself. If you haven't seen the video, go watch it because it's hilarious unless you're a Velveteen Dream fan, uh, which I can't imagine that there's too many of those left, if any. It, it is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I can't I can't say that enough. Like, if you hate the guy, you will find this very funny. Mm-hmm. He's just making an absolute fool out of himself. But other than that, Joseph, I finally updated the beer ratings database to include what we watched this week uh, with WrestleMania 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't really apply here. I have compiled the top 10 list of matches from 2022. So matches that occurred in 2022 as far as beer ratings goes. What do you think is on that list? All right. So first off, I'll I'll cut a bunch of the thinking time out. So first off, I'm going I can't remember the name of that match that remember when they were like, "Oh, we want to do a stadium stampede match." And then Mox is like, "I'm not doing that fucking shit." Anarchy in the arena. Anarchy in the arena. Okay, so that is... That's on here. Hold on. That is number... Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. That's number eight. Oh, wow. And number 12 overall in the beer ratings database. Okay. seven and a half beers. So, yeah. You got your one for one. Okay, I'm going Blood and Goots. Blood and Guts is number one overall. Okay. 12.75. I'm going the men's war game match. Men's war games not on there. Women's war games then. Women's war games oh, is on okay. there. Number five overall, number three from this year, eight point seven five. Um, I'm gonna go Eddie Kingston versus someone, and I'm gonna go with Ishii for some reason. Yeah, that is on there. Okay, eight, eight and a quarter, tied for seventh overall, fifth on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, CM Punk and MJF in his dog collar match. Nope, I think that got yeah. like four or something. Okay. The lowest, the lowest on this list got six point seven five or six and a half. I don't know. I forgot to write it down. Ooh, uh, Royal Rumble. Yeah, both Royal Rumbles are on here. So women's okay. women's was eight and a quarter. Men's was seven. Okay. Uh, and then I'll just go FTR versus uh, the Briscoes one, two, and three. So two and three are on there. The two, two out of three, three fall. Okay. The two out of three falls got eleven and a quarter, and the double dog collar got eight. Yeah, I figured it was going to be two and three. I don't really remember the first one. I don't know if I watched it. So I think you got everything except for one. You got everything except for two matches. Any guesses what you missed? One of um, them. One of them is an AEW, and one of them is a WWE match. Uh, elimination Chamber, but probably not. Nope. Hmm. Hell in a Cell. Nope. 
money in the bank. So the WWE match that got eight beers, Finn Balor versus Edge, I quit match from Extreme Rules. Mm, okay. And then last on this list is from Forbidden Door, Minoru Suzuki, Chris Jericho, and Sammy Guevara versus Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Umino. Six-man tag team match. Which wasn't a fun man to, ma- match to watch necessarily. I think it was just chops uh-huh. and tags. That makes sense. So that... So that one was top. Uh, that one was number seventeen on the list. I think it got six point seven five beers or six and a half. I don't know why I didn't write that down. I wrote it down for all the other ones. Okay, but yeah, crazy year. Um, like I said, I updated the database, and right now you need to. I I, I can't remember the last time we did an update on the database, but you need to get at least eight beers to crack the top ten. Eight beers is tied for tenth. That's crazy. And that's including what we watched this week because we had a fucking, we almost had a record. A slobber knocker? An absolute slobber knocker, Joseph. Um, let's get into that show. We watched for the retro beer ratings this time, WrestleMania 2000. Oh, okay. I guess fuck me. Whoa. What'd you have? I had some stories from my from our break. I told you. Rewind. That. You did <laughs> tell me that. I didn't write it down because I'm a fucking idiot. Joseph, before we get into WrestleMania 2000, story time. Okay, the one, the <laughs> first one, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep it a little wrestling related, and then the second one's gonna be life story, which is okay. just like one of the bizarrest stories that I've ever experienced. Bizarrest, I like that. Most bizarro. No, I like bizarrest. Okay, so the first one, it's a story that I. It's a guy I met. His name is Bo. He is Bree's uncle. Oh, okay. I thought you to Bo Dallas. No. That would have been cool. Spelt Uncle Howdy. Too. No, it's his name is Bo. And but it's uh, spelled differently? B A E U. Oh, B E A U. I got Yeah, you. that okay. one. That one. I forgot that was a spelling of Bo. Yeah. Sorry, so, continue. So he is a like successful weightlifter and so, stuff like that. Nice. But back in the '90s, he uh, he played his hand at weight training and weight training wrestlers and wrestling himself. So he was kind of like the practice squad guy. Probably knows um, a lot of famous people. Yeah, most more specifically, the stories that I got from this guy, he was a close personal friend and trainer of one Dwayne Johnson. Whoa! Yeah, so Dwayne, you know that Dwayne Johnson lived in Miami and and Tampa. He's he was billed for Miami for the longest time, um, but he also lived in Tampa. Uh, so he trained with uh, with this Uncle Bo. That's and, awesome. Uh, he he just had a bunch of stories to tell about the Rock and how much of a nice guy he was. And I'll get in. So there was there's this documentary series called Biographies. Young, young Rock. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> there, there's this documentary series that went that has gone for like 50 years called Biographies, and he was actually on the Dwayne Johnson episode of that. Oh, that's awesome! I wonder, have you, are you like completely caught up with Young Rock? Because I'm only on season yes. two. Yeah, I'm caught up. That would be wild if he was like mentioned by name or something like that. So, so he hasn't been. Is Raven Raven trying to dispute that? No, she wants the chicken wings. Oh, <laughs> so he hasn't been chicken wings slut. And I think that's just because he is basically blended into other characters. Yeah. Like Rocky Johnson gets the main credit for being his trainer. So 
Right. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's the biggest reason, but, the the, he told me the story of the last time he talked to Dwayne Johnson, which was somewhere around 2004. He was working an office job at this point and his assistant comes into the office and he's like, Hey, uh, there's a guy on the phone. Uh, he says he's Dwayne Johnson and he wants you to get your candy ass on the phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> So yeah, so that was that was cool because I got to to basically hear his uh some of his stories. You know, he also talked about uh the Briscoes, not like the the older day Briscoes, like uh Jerry and Gerald his Gerald Briscoe and oh man, I don't remember the other guys, the other one. I never do. Uh, and basically some some of the other guys he met uh through his connection with the wrestling business. That's awesome. Um. And then my other story is not wrestling related at all. It's a very weird life story that I feel like I can't not talk about. Would you describe it as bizarrest? Bizarrest. Nice. Um, so we drove down to Florida last Tuesday, and on our way down, we get a ring notification that someone is at our at our door. Okay. Um, so we answer we answer the doorbell and we're we're like, hey, how's it going? And she's like, hey, I got a package delivered to my door. It's for my address. Um, and it's uh, it's to Bree. And we're like, okay. okay, we're out of town right now. Would you mind hiding it? And she she's like, yeah, uh, no problem. I'll put it behind the, the chairs. Um, but just so you know, it I, like I retaped it. It got delivered to my house. My kids found it and they started playing with the stuff inside. Oh my God. Was it a dildo? No, (laughs) it was not a dildo. (laughs) So we're like, uh, okay, whatever. That's fine. So we get back a week later. Did Bree know what it was at the time? No, we, none of us, neither of us had any idea. It was in an Amazon box. That's all we knew. Okay. And we didn't have unaccount, any unaccounted for Amazon packages. So excited to hear what this is. So. We get home a week later at one in the morning on, I guess, Wednesday morning, technically, because we okay. drove through all of Tuesday and we get in the house. We're exhausted and we open the box and it is the most random. Uh, it was the most random assortment of things that you could ever fucking imagine. Wait, was it one of those Amazon things? Um, I heard about this. Is it one of those things where like, People uh, return stuff to Amazon and then you can like buy these like random gift boxes or whatever. Is it one of those? No. Oh, okay. So let me tell you some of the contents. An open box of COVID-19 home tests. Okay. A 550 pack of assorted nails. A rusty (laughs) screwdriver. A rusty Allen key wrench. uh, Several pens and pencils that have not been used. Some pencils that had been used and chewed on, a used <laughs> glue stick, an unopened pack of glue gun, glue gun sticks, uh, a car stereo cassette adapter, a, nice. an LED remote that had been chewed on, uh, safety scissors, some bendy straws, uh, a spork that was still in its packaging, <laughs> a spork, yeah, a bottle of, of glue, uh. A used roll of electrical tape, a used and bloody roll of medical tape. What the fuck? <laughs> and then 
uh, some incense sticks that were wrapped in wrapped in tin foil, and what? we were like, we were exhausted and like, what the fuck is going on, dude? Check that shit for <laughs> anthrax, dude. <laughs> we we were so fucking confused, but we decided let's go to sleep and let's worry about this in the morning. So then we're seriously we're, like, because all the information right now is that it got delivered to the wrong address. Yeah. So we wake up the next day and we're 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 calling people and we're like, hey, would you send a random junk drawer box? Because that's exactly what it looked like. Yeah. It was the contents of a junk drawer. Oh, and there were some used crayons in there as well. <laughs> uh, that's exactly what it looked like. And anybody we called was like, no, like we did not send that to you. Um, so then we we find the tracking number on the box and we we try and Google it. Nothing comes up. We message amazon customer service and they're like oh it looks like the contents of this box is supposed to be a digital thermometer and i was like okay weird and we went back and looked at the orders again and it was a it was a digital thermometer like a meat thermometer or a cooking thermometer Uh uh-huh that we received in november okay oh (laughs) <laughs> which means this box I, I probably threw it in the recycling bin it got lifted up by the truck and blew down the street somewhere somewhere down the street uh someone picked up the box emptied the contents of their drunk drawer in it no some homeless it, guy no put a bunch was, of shit in there is what it sounds like it seems like a drunk drawer so what i'm thinking it since it was a, a lady that came to the door i'm thinking that this guy like found this box, emptied his junk drawer into it, and just like threw it in the garage or something. The kids found it, started playing with it. The mom goes and looks at it and says, "Huh, this is weird. I don't know what this could possibly be, but it looks like some- they my kids opened somebody else's package, packed it back up, and brought it to the house." And there's a lot of conspiracy theories with this here too, where uh, other people. Got, at- I think you got anthraxed. Yeah, probably, but like. People in Bree's family thinks think that the lady came to our door with this package and was basically scoping out if anybody was gone for the holidays. Um, but that doesn't make sense because we told her in the ring conversation, like, oh, would you mind hiding it? Because we're not home right now. Oh, that's fair. Um, so I think my really unlikely scenario is the likeliest, the most likely scenario. But it was a day and a half of just wondering what the fuck is going on with life right now. Dude. Why did I get this box? <laughs> I'm going to stick with my anthrax theory. Okay. That's yeah, crazy. We- that's, that's fucking crazy, though. B- bizarre, some would say. <laughs> just listening to you list off the, the contents of that box. The, a, bloody, a bloody roll of medical tape. <laughs> Who has a bloody roll of medical tape in their drunk drawer? And also in the drunk drawer, why are so many things chewed up? They probably have a dog. She also has kids. Yeah. So I guess that's fair game. It's just like the things that were chewed up. I I don't know. I was listening to try and see if any of the stuff you were saying was like worth a damn. No, nothing was sounds like the answers. No, (laughs) I guess the COVID test. And now I'm going to have to not even worth it. No, not anymore. But, you know, it's still like probably cost 30 bucks. Oh yeah, they're like twenty bucks, but like it's not even worth it to buy one anymore because if you, if you get it, I don't know. I'm under the like I now live my life under the you can't get COVID if you don't test positive for it. And yeah, that's true. Qu- quite honestly, like 
the the versions of it that are out now is it's it's not killing anyone you get like, mildly shit. sick from it and if you get it now you have to take time off of work or time away from your place and then you come back with a longer laundry list of shit to do because mm-hmm. you've been gone for god knows how long mm-hmm. so whenever i get sick i just don't get tested for it and i just take cold medicine yeah, so that's, that's my just story. <laughs> I appreciate that. That was awesome. I'm glad you reminded me. I'm I'm sorry that I didn't write it down and then we had to circle back to it, but I'm very glad I got to hear that story, both of them. Wonderful stuff. <laughs> a great way to start the new year with a couple of good stories. Now, let's switch gears, Joseph, and talk about the retro pay-per-view do some retro beer ratings. WrestleMania 2000, WrestleMania 16. Signs? Let's start with signs. Um I wanted to, the first sign I'm going to say is cuz I don't know what it means and I want to know if you know what it means. It said F1 and Z Clan in the house. No, I didn't know what that meant, so I didn't write it down. I saw that was very it was a very prominent sign. It was very, very much yeah, it was right I don't know. I am I'm, I'm on a Mac right now. I don't remember what F1 did. Or if you did F one and Z, like I don't, I don't know. I couldn't figure it out, and I didn't even look it up. But I don't, I don't know. I have a multitude of signs that all said basically the same thing. None of them are wrestlers, but a bunch of people got, as we have always said, outed. Yeah, especially JD, right? Um. Well, did you know that Paul, JD, Ron, and Mando? Are all no. gay? I didn't. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I just wrote them all down. I was just like, "All right, that's cool." I just, I'm starting to wonder when those signs are going to start going away, because it's not, it, because it'd be frowned upon to bring a sign like that to a show. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm like we like like I've always said. I'm it doesn't matter to me if you are or not. That's just a sign that's stating facts, in my opinion. Especially the ones that say Vince. Yeah. <laughs> probably not, though. No, probably not. He likes to pay money to women to do stuff and then keep it hush. What else you got? Um, Let's see. I got Houdini of Hardcore, Hardcore Holly Rules. Okay. Which, you know, I've never seen something. So, I don't know. Unpopular opinion. That uh, hardcore alley, har- har- yeah, hardcore Holly is actually cool. I don't think he's that cool. I don't think so either. Um, uh. I had my favorite one of the night. It just said, "I." It well, it was. It, there were two symbols, but you you can you you can kind of tell what the symbols were here when I say it. But it said, "I love handicapped girls." <laughs> 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 it just said, "I heart the handicap sign." girls and i just i didn't understand why that person thought it was necessary to to state that but they did um all right i got gotcha i have two stephanie related signs um one said slut down the side down the left hand side as i say i feel like i know one here it is. Yeah, one said slut down the left hand side, and then it had words 
associated with each of the letters. And it was Stephanie likes ugly testicles. Yeah, we call that an anagram, I think. That's what that's oh, called. That, yeah. I think that's what it's called. I, par- I might be completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a parallelogram. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, you, it might be that. <laughs> and then the other one just said Steph equals Hoochie. Yeah. <laughs> I had a couple WCW related signs. One that said Ted Turner must die. A little harsh, okay. in my opinion, but sure. Uh, and then uh, one that said WCW fears youth, which I think <laughs> at the time was very much true. Yeah, because all the young guys had already been signed by uh, WWF. Yeah. Um, I'll go with Blame Canada. Yeah, just saw that not, one. <laughs> because that, that's like just a, such a prominent. It was the South Park movie, right? That's what blame. Yeah, it was a was song. In? It was a song in the South Park movie, I think. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was uh it was She's a bitch. She was trying to get Terrence and Philip canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle's mom. <laughs> Kyle's mom is a bitch. She's a big fat bitch. She's the biggest bitch in the whole wide world. Um I'll do two more because the rest of them aren't that good. Uh I had a sign that just said poo. Nice. And then a sign that said beefy tits. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Joe, I got what's your one... what's your what's your opinion on beefy tits? I I don't think I'm a big beefy tits fan. You prefer them but... to be more vegan? I don't even know. Maybe chicken <laughs> or pork. Bacon tits. Bacon? Anyway. A little bit more fatty. Of... Speaking of nothing, um, <laughs> I had a sign that said WWF is my religion, and it wasn't a great sign, except if you think about like, I'm not a religious person, so maybe if I wanted to adopt a religion, that wouldn't be a, a very bad one to adopt. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I feel like that would probably be mine as well. So yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm not really religious at all. Yeah. Uh, then, then I had a Dudleyville population ten, which isn't a very large population. Oh yeah, seemed seemed like it was supposed think... to be a a compliment, but it ended up being more of a an insult. Yeah, I think because it was a really long sign. Uh, I think it was the ten people holding up the long sign were yeah, the yeah. population, <laughs> or maybe um, eight, maybe eight people holding it up, and then the Dudleys obviously were added up to ten. Okay, because they're probably the mayors or and the governor. I would assume Dudleyville. so. I don't, I don't um, think, I don't think a governor. I, I feel like mayor would be appropriate. Governors own a or don't don't own, but they govern a state. Not okay, a not a okay. not a ville. Maybe a deputy, a sheriff. Ooh, sheriff of Dudleyville. City council man. Yeah, city. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then the last one, it was stupid, but I wrote it down because I like Star Wars a lot. It said Chewbacca for president. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I I saw Chewbacca, and I, I saw Chewbacca fur, but I couldn't see what else it wrote. It actually it took wrote- me like until like the last match to figure out what the slut one said, the Stephanie likes <laughs> ugly testicles one. Yeah. The whole uh, time I was like, what the fuck does that sign say? And I couldn't figure it out. There was one more in the Mick Foley entrance that I kept on trying to read. And I rewinded a bunch of times to try and read it, uh, and I couldn't get the end. But I think it was a um, what I what I know it said. It says beer seven dollars, ticket four hundred dollars, and then it said something about oh. Mick Foley being priceless. 
Yeah, watching Mick Foley's last match or something like that. Or I, I don't know. We'll get into that. And it is. Later. It's his last match in the WWF. Ever. Last match ever. We'll get into that, though. Yeah, I, I did see that one. I can't like get on that topic. Like, I can't even begin to imagine the amount of signs like that they do. And like, especially in the first, like uh, when the show opens and we have the pyro and then they do the, the really fast pans across the crowd. Mm-hmm. How many signs we've missed that are just absolutely golden. And we've just missed them because you can't. We can't read them. Mm-hmm. I, oh man, There's probably some great ones out there that we never saw. Um, one note I did take before the first match. This is our first of many instances of Lillian Garcia singing the national anthem before the matches start at WrestleMania, which wasn't good. <laughs> she does get better. Okay, it wasn't great though. You're right. I think her voice gets better. Okay. That's good. Good for I don't her. Know. You can you can let me know if I'm if that's fact or fiction when we get to WrestleMania 17, but Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. First match, Godfather and D'Lo Brown versus the big boss man and Bull Buchanan. Haven't seen Had... a lot of Bull Buchanan before. I think this is our first sighting of him. Yeah. So and... something I want to say Go about ahead. him. Go ahead. He has a son that's an active wrestler. I, I learned this during the pay-per-view. Who? I want you to guess. Just one guess. Bull Buchanan's son. What? Where is he signed? NXT. Will I know this person? Yes. I'll go ahead and say he's currently signed to NXT and he's a former champion. What? Not world. Not necessarily world champion. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh... I'm not giving you a specific type of champion. Holy shit. What the fuck? Okay. Um uh, who is a former champion in NXT currently in NXT that would be the son of Bull Buchanan. I almost I almost said uh Cameron Grimes. His dad's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I don't I'll, know if Bull Buchanan's dead. I'll give you one further. He is a former NXT UK champion. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that narrows it down a lot. So that would be either Tyler Bate, Pete. No, Dunn. not 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 United Kingdom champion. He was a champion in NXT UK. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Is it one of the Coffee Brothers? No, because that's two people. I don't know. Tell me. Brooks Jensen. Oh. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Not really. Oh, shit. <laughs> they don't look anything alike, but No, it's not that well, like when you said NXT UK champion, I was thinking like the NXT yeah. UK champion. Yeah. Holy shit. That's wild. Yeah. Brooks Jensen is way better than his dad ever was. I mean, we'll see what happens with Bull <laughs> Buchanan in these uh in, in the in the coming year. When we watch all of these 2000 to 2000 to WrestleMania 17 pay per views. But I think you're right. I can't imagine he gets any better. <laughs> One thing I will say is Bull Buchanan hit like this standing leg drop where he jumped up and hit a leg drop, not not the one that ended the match. 
And I was like, whoa, that was pretty good. He got pretty good air there and then hit a he leg like, drop. That he way. jumped from inside the ring to on top of the ropes, right? Yeah, I, I do remember no, that. No, 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 no. It, it wasn't even that. It was he was in the middle of the ring, jumped up, put his leg up, and then leg dropped somebody. And I was like, that looked pretty cool. I do remember there was a spot, though, where he jumped from inside the ring to on the top rope. And like, I think that was the that that was the end of the match. The end. The match ended with Bull Buchanan hitting a, st- a leg drop from the top rope. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, I do know Bull Buchanan eventually is in Right to Censor, which I don't know if you know Right to Censor, Joe. Yeah, with Ivory. So Ivory, the Good Father, <laughs> uh, somebody else, Bull Buchanan. Yeah, I can't remember the fourth member. Yeah, they. I cannot. I or sorry, I can wait to see right to censor because they were annoying as fuck <laughs> as was their uh their entrance music god i fucking hated that i'm pretty sure when ivory got like put into the hall of fame she was dressed and then wrestlemania was the next day in her like uh here are hall of famers this year she was in her right to censor outfit oh really yeah if i'm remembering correctly that was two or three years ago i think i thought it was this year Maybe it was it last year. I don't think it was this year. Maybe last year. You might be right. No, the Bellas were last year. Remember? Because it was... Oh, wait. No, there's two classes. Yeah. That got inducted last year. I don't fucking know. Who cares? Some other notes from this match. Uh, Ice-T accompanied Godfather and D'Lo Brown to the ring. Um, didn't really see much of him. That was basically it. He just yeah. accompanied them to the ring. Uh, and... The uh, big boss man and Bull Buchanan win the match. Um, I I still want big boss man to go away. I can't wait for him to go away. I'm excited for that. And I got a beer and a half for this. Okay. By the way, we were way off. She got admitted or uh, yeah. Inducted. Into the Hall of Fame. Inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2018. It's four years ago. That's well, not WrestleMania. That's, that's one year. 34. Yeah. We were off by two years. Yeah, I said I think I said two to three years ago, and that's almost five uh, almost five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, fair. Yeah. All right. Now the next match, Joe. We were on record watch here. We had the hardcore battle royal, which wasn't a battle royal at all. It was basically no. a fucking fifteen minute free for all of I don't know how many thir- I think there was thirteen people in this match. All 15, vying- I think. No, it was it was 13. Oh, I wrote them all down. Taz Viscera, the Mean Street Posse, Hardcore and Crash Holly. I got 13. Kai and Ty, the Headbangers, and the Acolytes. Hardcore Battle Royal. Uh, but yeah, it was basically just a, a, a timed 15-minute free-for-all. You could have as many pins in the match, new champs as you... Whoever was the Hardcore Champion after the 15 minutes was up, was the hardcore champion. We had a ton of title changes in there in between, but this was fucking absolute madness. I've Badly. never I've never watched a match that was so hard to I thank God I wasn't drinking for this because I'm I'm dieting now, so I'm really only drinking uh a little bit before and during the show, so I'm like a buzz dude for the next couple months. But even like tallying for this match I don't know how, like, we texted about this. I don't know how we came to the same exact beer rating for this, which was insane. 
you basically like you could hear people getting the unprotected headshots from chairs, cookie sheets, street signs, stairs, everything. Like I was just tallying shit for things that I could hear. Yeah. And there was so much shit going on in the background. This it was just absolute fucking madness. So uh, with regards to title changes, uh, I wrote down all the title changes. Ooh. So Cra- Crash was the champ when when the match started. Okay. Taz pinned him within 30 seconds. Yep. Then Viscera held it for a while after he, he pinned Taz. Yep. Then Naki, Rodney, which is part of the Mean Street Posse. Joey Abs, Thrasher, Pete Gas, Taz again held it for a while. Crash, and then literally in the last seconds, Hardcore Holly, uh, pin Crash to become the the champ at the end of the match, which was kind of weird at the end. Um, I think Crash he he because Taz Taz was holding it and then he got pinned by Crash right. And then immediately yep. after getting pinned, he put him in the Taz mission. And mm-hmm. it looked like Crash was going to tap out, but he was holding him in the Taz mission. Then all, all of a sudden, Hardcore Holly comes in, breaks this glass candy jar over <laughs> Crash's head. And Taz falls out of the ring because of that. And there's a bunch of glass shards in the ring and the clock's counting down. They start the the three count with like four or five seconds left. But Tim White's hand never hit the ground for three, but they still awarded the pin to Hardcore Holly. I don't know if it, it was it because... Was three. Oh, it definitely was. Like, he didn't kick out, but there was, like, so much just... It seemed like controversy added into the show when there really didn't need to be. Need to be. It seemed like possibly Tim White just, like, didn't want to put his hand down for the three count because of the glass in the ring. Or yeah. his timing was off with the the clock. And I'm... I. I sort of wondered sitting there watching and I was like, I wonder if this was supposed to be like hardcore Holly was too little too late and just didn't get it in time. But because Tim white was off and everyone was off that they just gave it to hardcore Holly because it was very clear that he should have won the match. Yeah. So uh, I'll start with my quotes from this match. um, Because you already mentioned the candy jar shot. Mm -hmm. King says, I'm pretty sure that was your candy candy jar, Jr. And he's like, Jr. says, "What?" <laughs> and then King's like, "Yeah, I'm, those are your Snickers all over the ring." <laughs> I don't know where he would got like where where does Jr. keep a candy jar? I guess under the I don't table. Know. <laughs> I would assume under the table. But if it's under the table, what if the table goes down and someone lands on top of the candy, a glass candy jar that cannot be comfortable to land on? Maybe yeah. like behind his chair. I'm not. I'm not sure. It would have to be somewhere where we can't see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll keep on going with other, uh, other. My one other quote, I guess. Uh, yeah. Jr. says, "Visser is like a planet. Everyone's orbiting around him." <laughs> and King says, "What is he like? Uranus?" <laughs> <laughs> there were a ton of good quotes throughout this show, and I was just so into the wrestling and the show itself that I honestly didn't get that many, but there were a lot that actually made me laugh. It was, it was, there were some decent quotes in this show. Yeah. But all in all, so it was, it was kind of cool because we had the running clock here. So as I was tallying for this match, I could kind of see like, Oh shit, we're on pay. We're on record watch here. We were halfway through the match and we had seven beers already. I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh my God, this match is going to get fucking 14 or 15 beers. 
We didn't get it. The record's 12.75. We got 12 beers for this in hardcore battle royale. In 15 minutes. Could you imagine trying to drink for this match? Shotgun. Uh, you'd have to shotgun 12 beers in 15 minutes. That's Yeah, it's still less than a beer a minute, but Jesus. That's insane. Like, imagine buying a 12-pack and then 15 minutes later it being empty. Just and from you didn't one share. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was no sharing involved. <laughs> um, but this is number two now overall behind the Blood and Guts match that we mentioned earlier from uh between the Jazz and the BBC from this year. So glad that feud's fine finally over. Yeah, totally, right? It it is, right? I uh yeah, I think so. Dan Danielson Danielson and MJF doing their thing. Jericho's doing something with somebody. Ethan I don't... Page? No. No, it's somebody. He he was really upset about the guy that beat him a few weeks ago, the, oh, the rookie. Uh Quick Johnson or something? I don't know. Uh, Action Andretti is what his name is. Matt Johnson? But... I don't know. Action Andretti, that's it. Yeah, not even dude, you were not even close. I was close. <laughs> All right. Next match. We had TNA, which is Test and Albert, not versus not to be confused with total nonstop action. Yeah, T and A, also not to be confused with tits and ass. Yeah, I, um, during during this match, I was I was very concerned when King said we love TNA, and I was like, <laughs> "Whoa, man!" I don't think Whoa. they were a thing yet. No, not until two thousand two. Yeah. And then they took on the team of Head Cheese, which is Al Snow and Steve Blackman. Mm-hmm. And we had a debut during this match. A a retro pay per view debut. I don't think she. I don't think this is the first time we've seen her. No, I'm Mister McCheeserton. Oh, yeah, Chester McCheeserton. <laughs> I was talking about Trish Stratus. Oh, sup, sup, big time sup. Even now, obviously, she is. Something else. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. But yeah, Jerry Lawler did say during this match, he was like, I love TNA. And then he was like, Tess and Albert aren't bad either. (laughs) Because (laughs) he was talking about tits and ass. Yeah, it was funny. It Uh, it was like constantly like, I'm sorry. It was like constantly they would say like TNA and then the camera would cut to Trish. Yeah. (laughs) That's Um, all I could think about. JR had technical difficulties during this match. So mm. we, we we only had yeah. JR on the call for, for I don't know the first five ish minutes. He knows like King. we only we only had King on the call. Yeah, it was like a it was like a five minute spam where it was just Jerry Lawler talking, and I was like, "This is bad." Yeah, this is really bad. Um, he, was, he was not good at it. No, um, there was one part where that made me when. I guess Chester McCheeserton uh, was following Trish around the ring. Yeah. And he's like, what is he doing to her? That's that's Chester the molester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what all he was doing was just like very slowly walking towards her. And she could like <laughs> very easily walk away from him. But they were making it such a big deal. <laughs> yeah. It was it was very uh if if they did something like that nowadays like it was very like obviously like they were making fun of this Hispanic dude that was wearing this giant cheese costume. Yeah. Um yeah, not a good look especially nowadays back then I guess uh that was cool. 
Uh, it would definitely it was obviously cool because it happened. Um, another note I took here: great move, great move by Albert to become a shirt guy. Yes, <laughs> I think this is our first uh, first look at him as a shirt guy, and hopefully he'll be a shirt guy for the rest of the time we see him forever. Um, but yeah, the only highlight of this match was like the camera cuts to Trish Stratus, in my opinion. Um, TNA won the match. It wasn't that great of a match. And then uh, Head Cheese beats up Chester McCheeserton, Chester the Molester, after the match. <laughs> and it got a beer and a quarter. Yeah. After that, there was this backstage segment with uh, Kitty Cat. And oh, my May God. <laughs> I've seen this I've seen this segment so many times I can't even begin to tell you like every time I watch it I'm thinking oh this is the time we're gonna like they're not gonna blur anything out this time or whatever and like every time I'm like oh I forgot it's the stuff that covers it yeah um so one of the things is Mae Young gets her a t-shirt with a cat on the front and she's like yeah I love pussycat and then she like holds the holds the t-shirt up against her vajayjay and it's it's a pussy cat. It's funny. It was funny. It was very then, very well done. Yeah, and then she asks for some water, and Mae Young's like, "I have these water bottles," and she's like, "Oh, these two are perfect." And she's holding the water bottles in front of her boobies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> what wasn't stupid though was the cat. So <laughs> she's a big time sub here. We'll get to her match later, but before that, we had. The start of something epic. Yeah. Uh, well, the f- well, part two of something epic, because they did have that that triple threat tables match. I think. Oh, uh, at the rum- at the rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Was it a triple threat? I thought it was. Maybe it think, wasn't. I thought it was just the Hardys and the Dudleys. Maybe, maybe you're right, but it that yeah, I think you're right actually. So. We had the triangle ladder match, Joe. Not officially TLC. We didn't see any chairs. It was a TL match. Triangle ladder match, Edge and Christian, the Hardys, the Dudleys. This is the one that kicked everything off, basically. And we'll see, obviously, TLC won at SummerSlam 2000. And then TLC 2 at Mania next year. Uh, I, I think TLC 3 is on weekly television at some point. But I've heard that one was really good as well. We might have to try and go back and see it. I would, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it, actually. Yeah, probably not. Um, but as expected, this was fucking awesome. I don't know if you want to go over your you, what your favorite spots were. Like, I have all of mine written down. No, go off, King. All right. So my favorite spots from the match, because all of these kind of blend together for me, so I forget what spots come from which. Oh, there's so many. There was. Jeff Hardy doing a 450 onto a ladder that yeah. he was supposed to do it onto Bubba, but Bubba moved out of the way, so he just landed on the fucking ladder. That was disgusting. Yeah, um, that was. Christian jumping from a ladder that's in the ring to the outside onto Bubba and Matt. Uh, Edge spears Jeff off of a ladder. More to come on that next time we talk about WrestleMania in retro time. Mm-hmm. Uh, a 3D... Really, it was a cutter, but they called it a 3D off of a ladder by Bubba onto Christian. And then, let's see. Oh, Matt 
Matt Hardy getting power bombed through. I think it was Bubba had him picked him up on the Spanish announce table and power bombed him through a table that was next to it onto the ground. That looked disgusting. Uh, and then obviously I think the most famous spot from this is the giant ladder spot with Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Like the 20 or 25 foot ladder Bubba's on a table below him and he just flips. He, he just like gently flips off of it, lands, lands on Bubba, goes through the table. And every time I see it, I wonder how is Jeff Hardy still alive? Because him doing shit like this, like he had to have broken his tailbone there Mm -hmm. the way that he landed it was disgusting but so many good spots in this match so much action the crowd loved it lots of holy shit chants oh it was wonderful i i just i loved every second of it Mm -hmm. one thing i do want to know is I, i i really i don't understand how nobody bled in this match like actually I'm yeah. not saying like blading or anything, but like, how did nobody actually bleed in this match? That's fucking insane. That's that's what separates the pros from the Joes. Oh wow, TLC three was on a an episode of SmackDown May twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. It had the normal three teams. Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Okay, because you said twenty twenty one. Yeah, sorry, two thousand one. <laughs> and it had the normal three teams. And then an additional fourth team of Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like I do I, now. Now that you're saying that, I do remember hearing about that the fourth team or something being added. So, so you know how Peacock does that thing where it's like, oh, this show starring blah. Yeah. Who do you think is the one star that it that Peacock says SmackDown is starring? There's only one name there, and it. I would not pick this person in a thousand years as Michael the Cole. No. Uh, John Cena. Can I have five guesses? Yes. All right. John Cena. No. Michael Cole will be my first. John Cena second. No. <sighs> okay. Are they retired? Yes. Triple H. No. Undertaker. No. JBL. Holy shit. Is it JBL? It's well, it's one name, Bradshaw. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. I don't know how he you used got to com- that. he used to commentate on SmackDown. Yeah. yeah and, he well, he used to commentate for WWE. And also when he wrestled, he was on SmackDown for a very long time. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh man. God, I'm so fucking smart. Well, I guess that settles who's smarter. <laughs> um but yeah they this match uh the I think the thing that I remember the most about this match obviously the big ladder spot I already talked about and then the table bridge the table oh, ladder yeah. bridge that they set yeah. up that was insane um I don't know if you've ever watched this one before but like that's the thing that I remember about this the most and that's how I always remember who wins because I I can't I always have the picture of them uh being Edge and Christian holding up the titles standing on the table bridge that's yeah. like between two ladders and yeah, it's I, like when you're watching it, it for the, the first time that's, that set it up yeah they did when you're watching it for the first time you're thinking like holy shit something crazy is going to happen it's like no that's just going to be how they retrieve the belts <laughs> yeah 
in a ladder match. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was a it was a fun match. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh three point seven five beers for it. Oh yeah. All right. Uh let's get into the next thing, which we already talked about the cat and May Young segment backstage. It was mm-hmm. a cat fight between so, so good. Terry and the cat, which sup cat. Uh Val Venus was the special guest referee for this. May Young accompanied the cat. Moolah accompanied Terry. And yeah, match of the night, question mark. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did get to see May Young do a Bronco Buster on Fabulous Moolah. And a lot of yeah. making mm-hmm. and a lot of kissing. Yeah, a lot of sexual harassment. <laughs> Uh, apparently the rules of the match were if you throw your opponent out of the ring, doesn't have to be over the top rope. You won the match. Apparently I didn't know I... that go- going into the match or <laughs> seven eighths of the way through the match. Yeah, neither did I. I didn't know until somebody, I think it was the cat or no, Terry got thrown out of the ring, but, uh, Val was, I don't know, uh, Making distracted. May Young yeah. or the other one. I don't know. Yeah. And he didn't notice. And then they were like, oh, the cat should have won this match. And I was like, oh, should she have? <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, <laughs> when when were we ever going to talk about this before right now? It turns out the answer was never. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a bad match. <laughs> it was so bad. It was hot. And. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a very Vince McMahon decision for Cat to tear Terry's pants off at the end. Oh yeah, for sure. It's like I was watching this match with Bree, and I was like, oh, "God, the 2000s were such a bad time for women's wrestling." And then we got to the next match, which was like the only like person that they allowed to be a good women's wrestler had to wrestle with the men. Yeah. Which, That's not saying that none of the other women were good wrestlers. That's just the only ones that, the only one that Vince would let be a good woman's wrestler. I mean, I don't think anyone. I don't well, think well, any. Trish, Trish is here now. Trish is here now. So Trish and China, I guess, were the yeah. only ones that were good. Yeah. Uh, I I think Trish at this point is not good. No, we haven't seen her wrestle, but I don't think she gets good for a few years. Well, I think one of her best matches that she did was her. I get quote unquote retirement match against Charlotte Flair at Summer SummerSlam. Yeah, she she ended up like being a an all timer, like obviously, yeah. but like I'm pretty sure in the beginning she was not good. Oh, I I fully anticipate her first couple years of wrestling are just going to be more of the same bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe we'll see a cat match where if you get thrown out of the ring, you lose, or a bra and panties match. Uh, I think of bra and panties matches. You just have to get, you have to strip the other person yeah, yeah, down yeah, to yeah. their bra and panties. I know because uh, of SmackDown. Here comes the pain. Yeah, that was a that was a match mode that you could play in the game, and that's how you won the match. <laughs> I played a lot of those as a child. They've a, also done, done bra and panty. Bra, bra, get some pixelated boobies. Don't judge. <laughs> there weren't many ways to get boobies back in the day. You didn't have Google Images, bro. 
<laughs> Dude, dial up internet, bro. <laughs> why would I? Why would I sit there and wait for thirty minutes for a picture of real boobies when I could just play a game and watch some pixelated boobies in like five minutes? It reminds me. That of was that, my. Uh, that was my teenage thought process. Uh it reminds me of that. Uh, uh, Cards Against Humanity card. Pixelated oh, Bukaki. <laughs> gross. Uh, the cat fight got three quarters of a beer. And then, yes, we moved on into a six person tag team match where we had the Radicals. Uh, China was in it. Six person. Jesus, okay. dude. It was Eddie Guerrero, Perry Saturn, and. Dean Malenko? Yeah. Dean Malenko, yep. Versus Too Cool in China. Scotty Too Hotty and uh, Grandmaster Sexay. China had her pyro bazooka. Mm-hmm. And this was our first look at Eddie Guerrero wrestling on pay-per-view because he was injured at the last pay-per-view where we saw the Radicals. No and way out, I think. He looked pretty good. Yeah, it was no way out. Eddie Guerrero, great wrestler. Also... Uh, I don't know if you caught this, but JR during this match said China looked hot. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he still thinks that. You mean like current day? <laughs> if he's still attracted to China? <laughs> yeah. She she's really thinned out. And <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's basically skin and bones. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That was mean. <laughs> funny. It's you started funny. it. It was that was fucked up, but very. I'm gonna edit out where I said funny. <laughs> I'm not. I'm too lazy. Um, man, we saw a double worm in this match from Scotty Too Hotty. Uh, I thought this was like an okay match. Like it, it was. It was some decent wrestling, but it wasn't like great. You know, it it wasn't all that. Uh, Eddie Guerrero very scared of China. I forget why, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I would be scared of her. Not now, but back then. Um, And then eventually China gets a hot tag and wrecks literally everyone on the Radicals and wins the match. And it got a beer and a quarter. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you had anything else for this match, but it, it wasn't all that. No, there wasn't that much to talk about. There was a decent amount to talk about, though, for the next match, which was a two-fall match. Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, and Chris Benoit. Uh, it was for the Intercontinental and European Championships. So first fall was for the Intercontinental Championship. Second fall for the European Championship. And the craziest thing is that in both of the matches, Joe, Kurt Angle did not need to be pinned in order to lose his titles. Yeah. Which is exactly what happened. <laughs> For both of them. He didn't get pinned once and lost both of his titles. Sucks. You okay, dude? Yeah, sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> what's uh what's got you? I got a ring notification that said uh they were dropping mailman. off a weird package. No, mailman pepper sprayed my dog. What? Yeah. And it has the video. I and but I can't watch it right now because it's got sound. I would have been pissed. The mailman pepper sprayed your dog someone's dog not my dog oh it was a ring notification like someone said this mailman pepper sprayed my dog 
That's kind of weird. I don't know how that shit works. I don't have a ring. Um. Anyways, back to the match. Uh, there was a decent amount of drinking here because of the just the element of Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit being in the match, and they use a lot of chops. Yeah, they do. It, it was just really good wrestling. Like, yeah, it was fun. There's not a crazy amount of like highlights from it. I will say, Kurt Angle, I think, is on my goat list as far as uh, perfect moonsaults, or I guess Mount Rushmore of perfect moonsaults in wrestling. Uh, oh, not uh, not Brock Lesnar? No, that was a shooting star press, and that was terrible. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. And that's next year, right? No, that's 2003. Uh, okay. Oh, that makes sense, because I don't think he shows up until 2002. Yeah, you're right. Um, But yeah, I think like him... Uh, I don't mind. Like Io Shirai has a good one. Chad Gable has a really good one. Charlotte's isn't bad. Charlotte's is dumb because she always does it to the outside <laughs> and lands on her feet. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else has a really good one. Kurt Angle most notably has a really good moonsault though. Yeah. Um, Cody Rhodes terrible moonsault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, God, I'm but- so excited for Cody to to come back dude me too it's only like 30 days away dude um this match uh let's see so the first match intercontinental championship chris benoit wins it he pins jericho uh and then the second fall jericho hits a lion salt on benoit and he pins benoit uh despite benoit making jericho tap to the cross face but that was because tim white was down yeah and didn't see it so benoit should have been a double champ but instead, we're walking away from this with Kurt Angle losing both titles, Intercontinental to Benoit, European to Jericho. And it's got 3.75 beers. Mm-hmm. Really, really good wrestling. Yeah, we finally got to this match. We've been talking about it forever. I feel like we only talked about it like last week or two like, weeks ago. No, I feel like I've talked about it before, too. Oh, because I talked about it during my fantasy booking uh, of how how Roman could lose both titles. Oh yeah. That was a while back. Actually. I totally forgot about that. You're right. Yeah. Um, that's not how I think it's going to happen now, by the way. What are your thoughts? Uh, like either he only defends one title at mania or he, he defends both on different nights. And I'm, I don't know. I I, re- I saw an, a headline today that said uh, Rock might not be able to make it to Mania this year, so kind of throws everything off. And then I saw another thing. It was from Zero News, so I take it with a grain of salt, <laughs> but like a really small grain of salt, like the finest setting on your on your salt grinder, um, right? Um, that said that Rollins versus Cody non-title matches planned for WrestleMania this year. Hmm. I will just say this now because it was on the Raw from this week, I think, which I only read about this. But Cody Rhodes was apparently like it had like a a a video, a satellite video segment this week on Raw where he talked about that his beef with Seth Rollins is basically or like a fourth match with Seth Rollins is uh, not really in the picture. When he comes back, he's going after the WWE Championship. Okay. Which basically means he will be facing Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. But how is Seth going to get the 
get the WWE That's championship. That's what we have to figure out is how is Seth Rollins going to get the WWE championship? He defends from, it in bet- a he, between Roman now it in an elimination chamber. Probably. That's probably how it's going to go, honestly. Or at the wrong roll it back. Ooh, little shield action again. That'd be cool. What was that? 2015 where Roman defended it in a no. Oh, uh, in no. in the Rumble, it was, it was 2016. 2016. Yeah. Or Triple H one. Yeah. Man, that was uh I was I remember watching that live and being like, Holy shit, Roman is gonna fucking win. I'm gonna hate this. I already I hated it so much. And then when Triple H eliminated him in that 2016 Rumble, I was so excited. The entire crowd was excited. I was fucking pumped. That was back when everyone hated Roman. Yeah. And I wanted, at that point, I was like, ooh, Dean Ambrose could win. And they just gave it to Triple H. And I was like, mm, okay. That's okay. fine. I guess this is okay. Yeah. And then we had that stinker of a Mania main event. Again. Oh, wait. Him and Triple H. Roman and Triple H? Yeah. I don't remember that. I don't Mania, think I've watched that. Mania 32. Don't watch I've watched it. that rumble. Oh, because 33 was when I got back on it. Yeah. And I and I I don't make a habit of going back and watching manias because there could be stinkers. Um yeah. Yeah, and we have all I, these I, retro I, pay-per-views to watch. Yeah, no, but I have watched a lot of Royal Rumbles. But oh, I always go back and watch Royal Rumbles. I, I, starting this starting this week, it's Royal Rumble season. Like it's, it's, it's true. Some people will say it's been Royal Rumble season for a while. Like since, I don't know, Deadline. Some people might even say since Survivor Series. Uh, Royal Rumble season starts on January 1st. And it's time to start watching old Royal Rumbles and getting into yeah. the fucking the hype. I am pumped. Oh, Cody Rhodes and Charlotte Edge Flair are going to win. Ooh. I don't know. I feel like that's where they're Where's at now. It's like, no. No, the don't put that down in Sharpie. That's not my official prediction. I got I got expo markers. As long as you write that on a dry erase board, then it's cool. And Sharpie gel pens. Oh, was that in the junk drawer box? No, I wish. That'd be That would have been really cool if they had yeah. that. And then some valuable shit. Some valuable poop. <laughs> Uh, that was quite the tangent there just to get to this second to last match. X-Pac and Road Dog versus Kane and Rikishi, Joe. Yep, the match happened. I I didn't know how much I needed Kane and Rikishi, the Kane and Rikishi tag team in my life. Not that it was like super special here, but it was fun. I thought they were as a tag team are fun and I hope to see them team up again. And was I don't, this? I don't remember them ever teaming together, though. Other, I mean, it, obviously this, but was this our first look at the new version of the DX theme song? Um, what is I it? think DM, this was just DMX recorded it. I think <laughs> Run DMC, not DMX. Run, oh yeah, <laughs> DMX is way different. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, but uh, I think this is our this was yeah our first look at it. I think they just do it for like special events. I don't think they're gonna keep having okay. it. Okay. But yeah, you're you're absolutely right. right there. Um, we got a couple stink faces in this match. 
those were funny. Uh, Jerry Lawler called ba- uh, Kane. I almost said Bane. Uh, big red R word again. So. Oh yeah, that was the first you. time Bree Bre- heard Jerry that. Lawler. That was the first time Bree heard that, and she was like, "Did did he just say? <laughs> did he just say that? Yeah, he did." I said, "I said, yeah." And he he has no excuse. It's not the '90s anymore. This is 2000. Yeah, he's a big piece of shit, is what he is. <laughs> so, um. But yeah, uh, Kane and Rikishi win this match. And then um, Too Cool comes out. They dance with Rikishi. And then this fucking guy in a chicken suit comes out. And they think it's Pete Rose, who obviously has beef with Kane for some fucking reason that I can't remember. We've watched it, but I can't remember. So they assume that it's Pete Rose in the chicken suit. Uh, They get through the entire dance. And then Kane's just like, all right, I'm going to fuck up this guy in the chicken suit. Uh, turns out it's not Pete Rose who sneaks up behind Kane is going to hit him with a baseball bat, and uh, somebody grabs the uh, the baseball bat from him. Maybe maybe Rikishi, uh, and then Pete Rose gets choke slammed and a stink face, and that was it. And this got a beer and a quarter. Mm-hmm. After all of that, so it wasn't, it wasn't great. It was weird to see one. Kane has a face again, which I guess he has been the last couple yeah, shows. I think so. But then I didn't know that he was back with Paul Bearer. Yeah, that's his dad storyline right now. But yeah, they've done that before. <laughs> and I guess Undertaker's injured right now. Yeah, because the next time we see Taker, which I don't know when that's going to be, but it's uh, Biker Taker. Oh, yeah. American Badass is coming out. Yeah. And I don't know where Stone Cold. I mean, I know Stone Cold is injured right now in yeah. retro time. I don't know when we see him again either. I feel like Stone Cold's injured for so long in like the next couple of years before he becomes the GM. Yeah, we're not going to see him and retires. Yeah, we're not going to see a lot more of Stone Cold Steve Austin. We're we're pretty close to Rock not being around for very much longer either. And then we get the Triple H reign of terror. Yep. And then John Cena. Mm-hmm. Thank God. And then uh, then we're basically caught up. <laughs> okay. Let's get into the main event. A McMahon in every corner, Joe. Mm-hmm. You couldn't. Uh, I, if you presented this script to Hollywood, they would slap you in the face. Yep. First My off, God. Linda McMahon is with. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I thought you were going to say something. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Is what? What are you? Gonna, what were you actually was, gonna say? I was gonna say Linda McMahon's with with Mick Foley. Yeah, because she's basically she's acting as Mrs. Foley, and that's her baby boy. Yeah. So <laughs> Linda's with Mick. Uh, Stephanie's obviously with Hunter. Uh, Vince has The Rock. The Rock, and then Shane has Big Slow. Yeah. And uh, Big, it's a disqualification match so if you get pinned you get disqualified you gotta head back to the locker room it's an elimination and... match not a disqualification match yeah that's what I there said, were no elimina- disqualifications Joe. i said no disqualification elimination match oh you might what have cut you out think i said i uh, you must have cut out because i heard this was a disqualification match you get pinned you're disqualified no duh, which is exactly how it's gonna end up on the on the uh on the show because that's all i heard that sucks, dude. And that's what's gonna come through. <laughs> You're just gonna sound like a 
like a cane. A big red <laughs> idiot. Um. <laughs> so Mick Foley's back, which was crazy. I guess he's back for one last match. We thought we'd never see him again, uh, but now this is his last match. So now we're definitely never going to see him again. Yeah, if he shows up again in WWF, I would be surprised. I would be very surprised. Especially I, wrestling. Yeah. I mean, he's basically dead already at this point in his career. I I just, you know, he might as well hang up the boots anyways. Yeah. I don't think we should ever see him wrestle again. Regardless, I mean, he's he has to go. There's yeah, no way they can bring him back. Forcibly retired. There's yeah. no way he's ever going to show back up again. Definitely. Um. So the question going into this match is, would this be the the Rock's crowning moment, WrestleMania main event? He was in the main event at WrestleMania 15, lost to Austin. They basically start the match, big show. He dominates for like a few minutes, and then they all just team up on him, and he gets eliminated. So then, yeah, we kind of knew that was coming. So then it's Triple H, Rock, and and Mick. Then we get the Rock and Sock connection reunited. Uh huh. Mick eventually turns on the Rock. Uh, The thing I don't understand on him first, though, he hits him with a ring bell. (laughs) That's because Triple H ducked. Yeah, sound like Jerry Lawler right now. Jerry Lawler, when that happened, he was like saying racist things. <laughs> you can if you want, but then we're not going to have a podcast anymore. Yeah, no one listens to us. <laughs> um, fuck. Now I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, Nick, oh, the Nick thing turns on rock is what you're saying. The thing that pisses me off about these fucking elimination matches, Joe. If you were in an elimination match and you saw that somebody had just I don't know, taking a chair shot to the head and someone was going to pin them. Would you or would you not break up that pin? I'd break it up. Why? Wait, what are you saying? Wait, it's an elimination match. Oh, no, I would not break up that pin because the, the somebody's about to get eliminated and that makes yeah, your odds you of winning even better. Here. Yeah. This is what I don't understand is when they break up the pins in these matches. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. But they do it. They still do it. I think it only happened once or twice during this match, but there there have been times when I'm watching wrestling and I'm like, what in the fuck? Why are people breaking up pins right now? It makes mm-hmm. no sense. Or like um, it's almost the same thing with the rumble when like somebody that you have no affiliation with is about to get eliminated from the rumble. And they hit the person that's trying to eliminate you instead of helping yeah. them. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, especially when they're not boys. Yeah. Makes zero sense. Let's see. We had the Spanish announce table go down in this match, even though it tr- it almost tried to refuse to go down, which I thought was funny. They, I, I think they, they tried to put the rock through it like multiple times, and then it finally went down. I don't know what notes you had from this match. Uh, not many. Um, what did you think of the match, Joe? First time watching it. First time watching it, and I honestly didn't know the end of the match. Okay. Uh, so going into it, I was like, "Oh yeah, Mick Foley's got to be the winner. Otherwise, how are they going to get him back to the WWF?" <laughs> okay. Mick Foley was not the winner. By the he way, he was eliminated after Big Show. Mm-hmm. Came down to The Rock and Triple H. And then after that, I was like, "Oh." It's WrestleMania. You want a feel-good moment. Rock's got to win this match. 
And guess what? What? Triple H retained. Oh. I was I was like on the edge of my seat the entire time. I didn't know what was going to happen. Isn't it exciting when you're watching a match and you're like, fuck, dude, I, like an old match. And you're like, dude, I have no idea what's about to happen. Yeah. I mean, I six, envy 16, I envy you sometimes for that. 16, I haven't watched. I've, I've watched the, the two falls match. And that was probably the only match of the show that I knew what was going to happen. Um, But this that one was, was like. That was the one good match that I couldn't remember what happened. Oh, yeah. No, I, I had I watched assumed, that. I assumed Angle lost at least one of the titles, but I couldn't. I, I honestly couldn't remember. But I've I've definitely I knew what happened for the, the latter match and this. No. So for for the for that match, I had watched it in a uh, Kurt Angle package that on the old WWE network. Oh, yeah. Um, So I had seen that. Oh. Still can't hear you. Uh-oh. Oh, talk now? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. I wonder what happened. I don't know. You, yeah, because I, I was testing my speaker and microphone, and it said it worked just fine. So, cool. Well, that sucked. I was saying something about a match that happened. Um. So, we just had some technical difficulties. We're back. I don't remember what we were talking about. We were talking about the main event of WrestleMania 2000. Joe was talking and I couldn't hear him. And yep. do you remember what you were saying? I think I was talking about, I think we were talking about basically how there were certain matches that we remembered from the, from cards and certain matches we didn't remember. Well, I feel like you were about to get into like, no, we kind of already talked about the end. We already, we already said Triple H won, and then I was basically saying, I don't know. Maybe I was saying that I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know when Triple H is going to lose his title, but I feel like it's going to be to one of these three people that he competed against. I'm actually very excited because I do know something that happens at the next pay per view. I'm not going to spoil it, obviously, but you'll love it. Nice. Basically, what happened here was Vince McMahon turned on The Rock and the McMahon family. Uh, basically, Stephanie and Vince, I guess, made up and uh, Triple H retained. And that's kind of what happened here. Yeah. The Shane, Rock, the Rock beats everyone up not, afterwards. Shane's definitely not on the same side as uh, as Vince right now. Or, I, yeah. or probably Stephanie. No, I doubt it. Um, but yeah. Very obvious heel turn by Vince here. And yeah, uh, it was, I don't know. I was expecting a lot more interference and a lot more blood. Yeah. Which I only got the Vince blood and right at the end, I saw some blood on the rock. And then uh, there was the obvious, like some interference, but there wasn't as much as I thought there was going to be with a fucking McMahon in every corner. (laughs) Yeah. So, whatever. Triple H wins. We'll see what happens at the next one, which I think is Backlash 2000. I think it's Uh, Backlash, yeah. Six and a half beers for this. And WrestleMania 2000 got 32 total beers. Mm -hmm. It is number six overall, and it is the new number one WWE pay-per-view 
which passed extreme rules from this year. Number you so, said number two. It is number six overall. Number six. Okay, sorry. I was I was trying to log in on my Hulu so that I could uh watch SmackDown. Oh shit, SmackDown's about to be on. That's true. Oh shit. I'm excited. I'm gonna put it on. I'm gonna put on Fox right now. As soon as I get my TV fixed here, gonna put on some Fox. Then I'm gonna tell my remote to play Fox. Fox. Ooh, Family Feuds on. Oh, nope. Family Feuds on for you? I'm so jealous. Oh, it's not on anymore. It's already over. I already missed it. Um, but yeah, that was WrestleMania 2000. Really, really good show. A lot of good matches. Couple stinkers. Couple meh. Which overall makes it a good show, I think. Um, yeah, it's fun. But speaking of what we're about to watch, SmackDown. Uh, let's get into the weekly recap from the last two weeks. So, some pretty obvious things. Neither of us watched Rampage. That's that's obvious. And then neither of us watched Raw from this week because it was just a 2022 recap show. Uh, really, we barely watched anything from the last two weeks because let's be honest, nothing really happens in these last two weeks of the year, uh, other than the SmackDown tonight, which I'm really excited for. Um, let's just talk about that right now. The, uh, I think it was a SmackDown two weeks ago. They set up a tag team match where they said like Kevin Owens is going to team with somebody Roman Reigns and, uh, against Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. All of a sudden John Cena shows up on the Titan Tron and John Cena is wrestling tonight to he says continue that, to continue his streak of wrestling at least one match per year in WWE for the last yeah, 20 years 20 years yeah cuz 2002 was his debut right mhm yeah so and this is his 20 year anniversary which they did over the summer and I just I forgot about yeah so he in the past 20 years he's had at least one match and uh the last Two days of the year is when he's doing this one. Which is exciting. I'm I'm glad that they're keeping it alive. Yeah. Hopefully until he's 80. Oh yeah. Nailed it. Um but yeah, and it's live from Tampa, which I left two days ago. If I had stayed, I could have gone. Sorry, right. I'm sure they'll be back to Virginia at some point. You get a lot of wrestling where you're at, I feel like. Uh, no, I, I feel like WWE comes in once a year and AEW comes once a year. So I get two shows a year. Really? I feel like you've gone to more than two shows in the last six months. I don't think so. No, Maybe I not. Think, yeah, I think I think I went to one AEW show and one WWE show and they were a month apart. Well, what are your predictions for this uh, this big match tonight? I think that John Cena is going to win with Kevin Owens. Do you think that the bloodline's turning on Sami Zayn? Because no, I do. That's, that's impossible. I think it's happening tonight. No. But I said that I've said that for multiple things, multiple times. So yeah, no, that could never happen. We'll see what happens. Looks like the first thing SmackDown tonight, starting with, is a Bray Wyatt segment. Okay. Um, so let's hurry this recap up and get done with the show. <sighs> let's see what else is very important. Um, storyline wise, I mean, so they're they're continuing this shit with the uh, L.A. Knight and Bray Wyatt stuff, which I'm sure we're about to get into. They had that 
really good match between Ricochet and Gunther. That was so good. If you haven't seen yeah. that, go back and watch it. Yeah. Um. Oh. Oh, Hit Row became number one contenders. For what reason? Oh, I didn't even know that. They, um, they beat Viking Raiders and Legato. I mean, that's. I mean, at this point, that's enough. And that's the that's the same match that that the uh what I don't forget his name Top Dalla tried to do a over the rope move and he just tripped over the rope and then the yeah, people make mistakes, Joe. Yeah, but Wade Barrett was like, yeah, he tried to go over and and Cole was like, yeah, and for some reason he still took everyone out and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. It was um, bad. I I don't I really have anything else for SmackDown. I'm excited to see what happens tonight. Um, oh, Raquel is the number one contender for Ronda, so mm-hmm. that's where we're going with that. I think I I predicted that. Um, I thought that Raquel would be facing Ronda at the Rumble. I think it's either tonight or next week that that's happening. Um, and then I, uh, to further that, I said that Ronda would be facing Shayna at Mania. We'll see. Raw from two weeks ago, because last week there or this past week there was nothing. Um, Bronson Reed is back. He helped out the Miz to win that ladder match for all that money against Dexter Loomis. Oh yeah, are we excited? Bronson Reed's back. Do we care? I like Bronson Reed a lot. I, I do think too. He's very good, but I feel like the way that they brought him back is the same reason, like the same thing I was disappointing, disappointed about with uh, Tommaso before he got injured or before he got surgery. Oh, I thought you were going to say Tegan Knox, like to no reaction. You got no reaction. Yeah. Uh, honestly, Knox Te- also got no reaction. It was just the live crowd. So if that city, that particular city that they're in, don't watch NXT, like we're like, we're one's one of the few, the many that watch NXT. That's true. Not a lot of people watch it. That's that's fair. Even though it's on the same fucking network as the show that they're at attending. <laughs> but anyways, um, the only other thing that I thought that was like really important storyline wise is it looks like the Alexa shit's happening. Yeah, unfortunately. Which I I'm, don't I'm I, not looking I, forward to. I don't want it. So um... she she turned on Bianca. But right before she turned on Bianca, excuse me, Bianca, uh, the Wyatt symbol flashed on the TV screen behind him. Mm-hmm. And then she knocked her upside the head with a vase. Mm-hmm. Um, Bobby Lashley got fired, right? Was that that week? Didn't we talk about that? No, I feel like the, it was it was this week. It was the last week that Raw actually had an episode. I feel like we talked about that last time we recorded. But the thing that is crazy is what Bobby Lashley just, uh, I guess, went off and beat a bunch of people up, right? Yes. Essentially. Um, Bray Wyatt last week put a cameraman in the mandible claw, and he's standing in the middle of the ring right now. Adam Pierce, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, it's obviously so Bobby can do his fat person gimmick, but... (laughs) (laughs) There's a big difference between fired and released, I guess. Oh yeah, but not neither of them are released <laughs> or Bobby. Yeah, well, Bob Bobby got fired. Bobby's storyline fired. Yeah, he's fired. Bray Wyatt didn't get he's, anything. Just like Mick Foley got fired, and then he never came back. 
no, this is different from the McFoley thing. We never saw McFoley again. <laughs> never. Definitely also not in like a general manager role. Because I think that's what's coming. I think that's what's coming up for him. Mick? I think, right? Unless he already did that. No. Yeah, I think that's what's coming. I think that's what's about to happen for him. Oh, because Linda's about to take control of the WWFE. I I don't know, but I know that Mick Foley becomes general manager. Like Mick Foley leaving after Mania 2000 coincides with Austin and Taker coming back. Yeah. Roughly. Like they're not all at the same time, but like it's very close. So it's like you lose one, you gain two. And the the they just they're firing on all cylinders. All but one. And the one being Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, the only other thing I had, I have nothing for NXT. NXT's been it's been my background show for the last two weeks. And I I think there might have been some good matches. I don't think there's anything storyline-wise. Obviously, Mandy Rose is gone. We've talked about that. Sup. Sup. <laughs> she's, done, she's, she's been busy, though, allegedly. Um, yeah. I, do you have anything for NXT that like, stands out to you? No, there was like a women's tag team title match, I think. Yeah, I think because they remember I told you about that last time we recorded. They pre-recorded all that stuff. Oh, okay. and like champions didn't even change hands. So yeah, no, then I got nothing. Yeah, NXT. It, it, I mean, like I said, it's all pre-recorded. So like, there, there obviously wasn't going to be a whole lot that happened, which is understandable. It's the holidays. It's like the whole reason why we take a week off: one, because we need a break, and two, nothing really happened storyline-wise and all this shit. Um, dynamite. So. Last week, Danielson versus Hangman Page was fucking awesome. Uh, also, oh no, sorry, that was not what happened. I wrote Danielson versus Page. That was this week, and that was Danielson versus Ethan Page. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was. This sorry, week. I'm a big dumb, dumb, stupid head. Um, the only note I had from last week's Dynamite was the Rick Ross calling Keith Lee a big motherfucker on live TV. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was funny. I. My jaw dropped when he just turned to him. He's like, on live TV on TNT, he was like, you big motherfucker. <laughs> Keith Lee just smiled and turned and around. Turned away. Yeah. <laughs> Shook his head. That was so funny. Um, but this week they had the New Year's Smash. Um we're we're on to game seven, Joe. Who would have thunk yeah. it? Yeah. I that... can't believe it. So this week we had a, a false count anywhere match. Between the elite and Death Triangle, I enjoyed the shit out of it, though. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, I really liked the ending, where I don't remember which Buck was getting the brutalizer or whatever Pax finishing submission move is, but they had like the dual camera going, so like one of the Bucks is getting the submission. Looks like he might tap out, and then all of a sudden, this other camera shows up, and it's Kenny Omega jumping off of something through a table, putting uh doing a one winged angel to Ray Phoenix, and that's what ends the match. It's not the buck tapping out. So it was like all these things happening simultaneously. Yeah. You hear the bell ring. Pac thinks that maybe he won. It was I thought it was really well done. And then the next time they face off, which is in two weeks in match seven, it's Escalera de la Muerte. Yeah. Which 
The last time that an Escalera de la Muerte match happened, it was the Bucks versus the Lucha Bros, and that match was amazing. So you add in Kenny Omega and Pack. Who knows? I mean, this uh, it's it's gonna be good. I'm still with you. Like, I really hope that the Elite lose. It's better storyline. It's better for the story. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. Uncle Howdy. Oh, I paused it because I want to hear it. Oh, um, I've been I've been trying to read it and listen to you at the same time. Oh, gotcha. Well, do you have anything else for Dynamite, Joe? That's mm. happened in the last two weeks. No, I only watched one week of Dynamite, and that was this week, and it was it was all right. Like as you said, the 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 opening match was really good. I'm. It obviously looks like we're heading towards MJF versus Danielson. I would assume yes, either and, at some some big TV show in January, or they're going to save it for Revolution. I don't know that. And for some reason, Hook and Jungle Boy seem to be coming, be becoming a tag team. Yeah, that would be kind of weird, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Samoa Joe retained the TNT championship over Wardlow and then he cut his hair off. Yeah, so, that was that was really weird. I didn't expect super that. Super weird. All. I kind of expect Wardlow to go on a quote unquote war path now. Because yeah, well, or he'll get really weak because his hair he's like Samson in his hair. Oh. That's a Bible story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely know what you're talking about. Yeah, I thought you said earlier that you weren't religious. No, I was raised religious. That's why I'm not religious anymore. <laughs> I wasn't raised religious, and I'm not religious anymore. <laughs> I apparently I'm going to become religious. Says my wife. WWF is your religion. No, says my wife, who says we're going to take our kid to church every Sunday. But I mean, well, if sucks, I show up to dude. church every Sunday, like well, first of all, in the fall, no fucking way. Am I getting up that early? And two, it better not interfere with football. You better be chugging that wine. Yeah, I. I, that's the other thing. Like, I don't like I used to go to Sunday school as a kid, like occasionally. But like, if I go back to church, I'm going to be so out of place. People will be singing songs and I'll just be standing there like moving my mouth, like not knowing the words to anything. It's just so embarrassing to me. Like, I don't. It, I feel like it's it's one of those things that you feel like everyone should know and you're the only person there that doesn't know it. And it's just, I, I don't know. That's what I don't want to happen. But anyways, um, we'll be back next week. Actually, in the new year, obviously, it's still 2022 here. We're watching SmackDown or Joe is. I'm about to resume it. Oh, so we'll be back talking about this smackdown that joe just uh i don't know had an exclamation at and whatever happens next week during the weekly recap plus another retro pay-per-view let me make sure that it's backlash 2000 before i it is it's backlash sign off here yes backlash 2000 so that'll be what we're talking about next week it's exciting we are we'll be in the new year. We're moving on with our year two thousand retro pay per views. So as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT WrestlePod. We've been the drunk dude stealing a Joe. We'll catch you on down the road.
thinking